0: Oh <laughs> my To Dr. Annette West Speaks. I'm excited to have you with me on today. I want to remind everyone that this show is being presented from a holistic view. We will be talking about things relative to our mind, our body, our soul. We will be looking at topics on life, on family, marriage, um, just about anything that you could think about. We are going to be talking about it. We also solicit recommendations for topics from our listeners. So if you have a topic, just um, you can email me at Dr. Annette West Ministries at gmail.com or you can friend me on Facebook and join the group. Dr. Annette West Speaks Podcast. Again, welcome. Today, I want to share from a topic of getting older. Getting older. Fits right in with our mind, body, and spirit. Getting older. If we look at the media, if we Um, Look back to maybe some articles that we've seen or, or even heard some people talking. There's so many negative things said about people getting older. But I believe there are some advantages of getting older beyond the negative things. As we think about it, you know, people say, oh, you're getting older. Well, really, we get older moment by moment our body is aging. Sometimes you just happen to look at me and say, my goodness, how did that happen? When did did that happen? But our body is always shifting, always changing. But everything about us makes up who we are, how our mind functions, how our body functions, and if we have a spiritual relationship. All of this flows together. You can't work one aspect and not all. You can't ignore the other. What's good for the mind is good for the body. What's good for the body is good for the spirit. So and and so on. So all of this needs to come together. The media often has portrayed um elderly people in a very negative cultural um insight. They have they're grumpy, they're they're cranky, they're minors. They revert back to babies. um, They get fat. They get sloppy. You know, it's so many things. Oh, they say everything that they wouldn't have said when they were younger because now they're older. They can get away with it. Just a lot of things. And in our society, if we really think about it, youth is what is magnified and what is glorified most often. Um, The media um, presents youth with beauty and sexuality. In comedies, if you look, if you think about it, if you ever see a comedy, it often um, associates old, older people with being grumpy, being hostile. And so rarely do we see the roles of older people convey the fullness of who they are and the, of the life experiences these, as as we as we gain um, gain age, as we get older, we are still working people. We are still engaging people. We are still people who love other people. We play many roles in life. But as I was uh, researching, it said one of the hindrances to society's fuller understanding of aging is that people really understand it. <laughs> Until they actually reach that older age themselves. Because if we think about it, or I can think about it as a child, when my mother was 40, I was like, oh my gosh, she's old. I was 20. My mom is 40. Well, I'm 57 now. Please don't tell me I'm old. I'm getting older, but I'm not old. (laughs) And so we can have myths and assumptions about the elderly and aging and they seem to be very common. And so while individuals often encounter stereotypes associated with race and gender and are thus more likely to think critically about them, many people tend to accept age stereotypes without any question. Now we realize that every culture is different each culture has a certain set of expectations and assumptions about aging, all of which are part of our socialization. Gerontology is a field of science that seeks to understand the process of aging, and it challenges in um, g- uh, g- seniors as they grow older. This is a uh, actually a field that I was very interested in when I was in my 30s and I thought I was going to get a degree in it and the school that I went to didn't have that degree. So I, I stayed in the business arena. But gerontologists, they investigate age, they investigate aging, and they also investigate the older people, the aged people. And gerontologists study Um, What is like to what it is like to be an older adult in a society and the ways that aging affects members of a society. And so this is a very multidisciplinary um, field and it includes the medical field, biological field, social field and even financial and economic scholars flow in understanding these dynamics. Researchers often focus on developing a broad understanding of the experiences of people at specific ages, such as mental and physical well-being, plus age-specific concerns, such as the process of dying itself. Scholars in these disciplines have learned that aging reflects not just the physiological process of growing older, but also it focuses on our attitudes, and our beliefs about the aging process. I know on Facebook, and maybe you've seen this too, um, they have online calculators that promise to determine your real age. So somebody who's 55 does the little, put all their information in, and it targets um, the notion that people may feel a different age than their actual years. And so it'll say, oh, you're your real age is 55 but you only act like you're 25. I don't think we need to take something like that to figure out how we who we are and how we act. but those kind of things exist to make I guess to make people feel a little bit better about themselves and then they can share it with someone else. There are some people who want to postpone um, old age regarding it as a phase that will never arrive. Some people uh, just go ahead and accept the stereotype. Well, this is just how I'm supposed to be as I've gotten older. And if we think about it, our society, in our society, in North America, the experience of being elderly has changed greatly over the past century. At one point in the 1800s and early 1900s, many of the U.S. households were home to multi-generational families. So a family could have, The children, uh, maybe some cousins, maybe some nieces and some nephews, the parents, um, the the aunts and uncles, the grandparents, the great grandparents, and the whole lineage would be under, under one roof. And so everybody in that household, in that dynamic, was able to receive from the young as well as the wisdom of the old. And the older people typically helped to raise everyone in the household but today with many households confined to the nuclear family attitudes the towards the elderly elderly have changed immensely in um 2011 a report showed that there were 13 million plus private households in the country, but only about 400,000 of them, which was only 3.1%, were multi-generational. So it is no longer typical for older relatives to live with their children and grandchildren. That's a, a mindset shift. The elderly have both benefited and suffered from these rapid social changes. That means many people, um, if they're not with their families, they've been put away somewhere else. They may be in a nursing home. They may be in a senior citizen citizen complex by their own, by their own self. And even though they may want to be in the family, that's not the dynamic of which that families, many families um, have today. In modern societies, a strong economic economy created new levels of prosperity for many people. So it's like, oh, we don't need mom in the house. We don't need dad in the house. We don't need grandparents in the house. We can afford to put our kids in daycare. We don't have to be bothered with other people when we come into our house. Just some of the things that that have occurred. And if we consider it, older people seem to not be as essential to the economic survival of their families and communities as they once were. Now, a shift to this is the fact that the average person now lives 20 years longer than they did 90 years ago. But the prestige associated with age has declined. An article by Donald M. Epstein, and he's author of the book, the 12 stages of healing and healing myths and healing magic has often said that healing is an inside job. He means that the most essential components to healing, such as life force, harmony, regeneration, and repair are not given to us by others, but come from within. He says, this is the basis of mind body healing. The innate healing power of the mind is part of our birthright and is within reach of every one of us. He also goes on to say that healing is a process because as we get older, we may succumb to uh, more injuries, more physical ailments. Not that one would have done anything to create it just because of the aging process, just because of things that shift in our body. But he says healing is a process. It's not a magical event. Nothing new is ever added to our mind and or, or our body. Nothing is taken out. He said healing involves a greater experience of one's wholeness and reconnection connection with all aspects of their being. And this includes the holistic aspect of their mind, their body, and their spirit. And so I wanna share three things with us that can help us And also maybe we can help someone else who is going through older age because we're all going through the aging process day by day. And the first one is really care for your body. As we begin to age more and more, we begin to see that there are certain things that change on our bodies. Sometimes our skin becomes a little more um, less elastic. So um, muscle atrophy may begin to set in and you see looser skin in areas where you didn't see it before. You may have some kinks and some kinks, as they say, in your body, your joints, when you get up and you move. If we think about it, an automobile, a car that has uh, high mileage, I have a vehicle that is almost 300,000 miles on it. And when, uh, when we first purchased that vehicle 15 years ago, you know, it it purred like a kitten. Now, sometimes it growls like a lion, but she's still driving. Well, you know, we take her and we get a service regular. Like we have to do our bodies. We get our bodies checked and we listen to what the um, mechanic says. We go to the doctor. We listen to what the doctor says. And then we make an assessment as to what we're going to invest in ourselves, just like we do with that car. So we do what needs to be done in that car so that guess what we can drive that car a little bit longer even with the kinks and the canks it's still driving it's still getting us where we need to it's never broken down so that's what we have to say about our bodies um if, if and sometimes our bodies may break down sometimes but you know what we just go through a process of healing whatever it takes for us to get back to that place so that we can move beyond it. So we have to make sure that we are regularly seeing our family physician, seeing our eye doctors, um, getting our teeth checked regularly, because all of these um, interactions can detect unsuspected threats that may be lurking in our body. And so we want to be proactive about our body and not reactive. The second thing is to keep our minds sharp. Because losing mental capabilities is perhaps most people's deepest fear. None of us want to um, fall prey to um, Alzheimer's or lose vital blood circulation in our brains or worry about having senior moments. So we need to learn how to use the skills that we have. I like Seek and Find Books. Crosswords, word searches, things of that nature. It makes me um, focus in. I I get to look at things that have words that maybe I've never seen, and or um, from different languages, books that I may use, and I'm processing. I'm using my eyes. I'm using my brains to to find the words, to find the flow of the words in all different directions, so that I can mark them, mark them off. That's what I enjoy doing. Find something to do to stimulate your mind. Something small. Look, reading is still fundamental. People say, I don't like to read. I enjoy reading. I have always enjoyed reading. But I guess as a teacher and a college professor, I should want to enjoy reading. Well, exercise strengthens the mind just as it does the bodies. Research by Eileen Beal. She talked about art programs and she talked about how she studied people and those who participated in art programs, learn new skills and new ways of looking at and expressing things. They also reported a higher overall rating of physical health. They visited doctors less often, used fewer over-the-counter medications and prescription medications, and they experienced fewer accidents and falls. And for some reason, She says sustained participating in a program seemed to have a very positive impact on the body's immune system. And she said it's that body-mind connection that that we need. And so we should challenge ourselves when there's some art, art shows going on or where there's an opportunity to maybe go and actually participate in arts and crafts. Go. Do something different. Don't wait till you've been sitting so long and then you need to move till it's so hard to move and get up and do things. You want to build your self-esteem. You want to feel better overall. You want to have a high morale. So focus on participating in more activities. And she finally, she said that there's no question that activities that are stimulating and challenging can be gratifying and offer a way for older adults to convey a clearer sense of their identity. But they also offer an opportunity for us to give back. We can give back to our families, to our communities. I remember my husband's um, grandmother, um, I guess she was about 90 at the time. She passed last year at 98. So when she was about 90, 89 or 90, she was still driving. And she would say, oh, I got to go. Where are you going, Momo? I got to go see my people. What people are you going to see? I'm going over to the nursing house to go around and talk to some people. She understood. She understood that as long as she stayed active, And she was able to get out, that she was able to do things and she could go and she could engage people. And that's the reality of it for her, because when she got to the point that she couldn't go out and her mind wasn't functioning, that it wasn't too long after that before she passed and went on. And the third thing we can do is, you know, your muscles, we need to flex. We need to get in tune our spiritual muscles. We need to deepen our prayer life. We need to have a better relationship with the Lord. We need to read and we need to reflect on scripture. There's that reading again. We need to search our memory for times when we felt the closest to God or we gained a new insight into our faith and offer thanks. Thanks for those moments. Just think about it. Growing old is as much a part of our journey toward God as being born was. All the gifts with which we were born came from God and God wants us to make the most of those gifts as long as we live. Your efforts to stay fit in mind, body and spirit as you age are surely pleasing to God. Nathaniel Altman in his article on healing from within, the keys to curing chronic illness through the mind-body connection. He said the holistic view of healing teaches that human beings are more than just their physical body and that emotions, thoughts, attitudes, and spirituality play an essential role in healing rather than conform to the predominant medical view that there is one cause and one cure to disease. He says, holism stresses the mind body spirit connection and maintains that health and disease depend on a dynamic and often subtle interplay among the physical emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of our being, as well as our relationship to the environment in which we live. A final note, you know, there was some great thought in many of the articles that I was reading, and I just saw this topic as I was passing. I didn't look at any content, but it was just a title in the, from the New York Times Magazine, and it said, What is Age? Nothing but a Mindset. What is age? Nothing but a mindset. Putting your mind in an earlier time and the body goes along for the ride. Aging definitely is inevitable, but we can decide to see it as a positive experience. Sometimes there's gonna be some shiftings in our bodies, but we should daily strive to put forth our best in all areas while we can. I wanna thank you for tuning in today. And I hope that you gain some insight for yourself as well as you can share with others on getting older, mind, body and soul. I want to remind everyone our show is on Thursdays for the time being. We do accept donations. I hope you will donate because I want to get to the point where I can be on five days a week. But that requires resources in place so that I can do less of something else so I can do more of getting these insights out. Listen, follow me on Facebook, Annette West. You can reach me also on in a Facebook group called Dr. Annette West Speaks Podcast. You can find me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. If you want to find out more about what some of my other topics, especially in the um, religious and faith realm. Find me on YouTube. I have a a page on YouTube with a lot of videos. And then you can check me out on my webpage, DrAnnetteWestMinistries.org, where I have my resources, um, books that I've written, um, other items, as well as some of the other things that I'm doing as well. Again, thank you for tuning in. And I will see you next Thursday on the show. And Dr. Annette West, signing out. Bye-bye.